This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season Well, welcome to another edition of There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, and the show that's all about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for being with us this week. This is the place where we talk about the seasons of your life and strive to provide better understanding and insight in matters of health, caregiving, relationships, lifestyle changes, and much more. You can enjoy and share a podcast of this program through our website, thereisaseasonshow.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeart Podcast, and others. You didn't know they were all out there, did you? They're crawling all over the internet. Yeah, I don't go on actually most of those (laughs) myself. Just look for There is a Season and Today's Date. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback about this and any other There is a Season program. Just drop us a note at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com or when you visit our site, just fill out our handy form under the In Touch tab. And today we encourage you to listen closely and invite others to listen no matter where they are. And we've made it easy For you, if you would like to join us in the conversation, just call 457-1290. That's 937-457-1290. So every year, people make resolutions, especially after the holidays. And one of the biggest ones that they make every year is what? It's to lose weight. That seems to be the big thing, no pun intended. Millions of us really don't want to look in the mirror all that much. And we wish there was some miracle way we could undo weeks or months or perhaps years of bad behavior. And that bad behavior can include things like poor sleep habits, a lack of exercise, overeating, obviously, and simply poor eating. That last item, poor eating, can include eating too much fast food, eating out too often, eating under stress, Mm -hmm. eating too late in the evening, not having portion control. What's that? Never mind. <laughs> I'll explain it to you again later. And other sins that lead us to simply consume too much too often. Yes, and by some estimates, we have somewhere near a third of the population overall as rated uh, obese. Worse yet, some projections have as much as 47% of the population headed toward obesity. That's unbelievable. Almost half it the is. population obese by the year 2030. Now That's with only like, 10 years from now. Uh, you're half right. of our population. You're right. Yeah. Now, uh, like with anything, there's more to the story if you dig a little deeper. And it's important, especially for the people listening to this program today. Yes, Bob. Recent statistics from the Centers for Disease Control break out the numbers by gender, age group, and race, among other factors. And the age group with the highest percentages for obesity were men aged 40 to 59. And that comes right in at 41% obesity rates. Wow. And women in the same age group at 
45%. For those aged 60 and up, the numbers were only slightly less at 39% for men and 43% for women. So we're talking here 40 to 45% of really the core audience that listens to this program. 40 and up. Yeah, uh, which Men is and which women. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, now a lot of people take issue with governmental descriptions of obesity factoring in the dreaded uh, BMI if you've ever heard that from your doctor the body mass index and ultimately a healthy weight or body mass for you is between you and your doctor. Yet the weight loss industry itself continues to grow and it is well over 70 billion dollars that goes into weight loss in this country is spent on it. And the fitness industry, though a lot of that is not expressed entirely just as weight loss uh, oriented, that itself is another $30 billion. There's $100 billion between the weight loss industry and and, uh, fitness industries. And it would seem we spend a lot of money, but maybe after all that and decades of knowing about this stuff, we're still not going in the right direction. Yeah, so there's so much psychology and self-esteem and self-discipline wrapped up in the idea of weight loss. A lot of people want to look good, and they want to look good fast. Maybe it's to drop a few pounds for that wedding or come swimsuit season. Maybe it's a practical thing. Maybe we can't fit into as much of our wardrobe as we would like. Mm. (laughs) But (laughs) do you have what's called a wardrobe, Bob? Mm, I have a wardrobe. You call it a wardrobe? Yeah, there's this whole section of pants that, well, never mind. Never mind. Go on. They're too loose. You need suspenders. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Right. But of course, a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle can mean much more than simply how we look in the mirror or how we look at the pool. Yes, of course. uh, And it would be hard to, uh, you know, I mean, each of us have an individual thing that may go on, you know, at some point with related to our, our self-esteem and our weight and our, you know, what clothes we can wear and all that kind of stuff. But if you, if you look at it differently, if you take this whole idea of obesity, which I don't even remember hearing when I was a kid. I don't, I don't remember that's ever hearing. That's because there were no TVs, no iPads, no cell phones. Well, that's, and there was work to do. That may, that's, those are certainly potential causes. But even just the knowledge <laughs> of it, certainly there were very heavy people years ago. But this question of some kind of large-scale societal obesity uh, is something more recent that we've been, you know, hearing about or, or talking about. Right. And the it, it's it's hard to estimate the total cost of obesity on our country uh, or to our country. But according to a study by the U.S. Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, uh, together with the Bureau of Labor Statistics, obesity is costing our economy well over one point seven. Trillion dollars. Trillion dollars. Now, I went back and I was like, well, how much money is that? Because you hear about our federal budget and our spending and so forth every year. And the federal budget, I think, this year is somewhere around four and a half trillion. I'm just kind of going off memory. Okay. Last time the entire federal budget was 1.7 trillion was right around 2002, 2003. Not that far back, right? And this isn't a show about how the economies, you know, run up the national debt and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying as, a, as an amount of money, what is the, the cost of obesity? $1.7 trillion, nearly half a trillion is attributed to direct medical costs that come from obesity. So you think of all the diseases you hear about, diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer, cancer. right on down the line. Half, half a trillion, yeah. heart disease, yes, of course. Uh, and then even more is attributed to loss 
lost productivity, which is just astounding to think about. Yeah, I, I hear a lot from a lot of people nowadays. People don't have any pep in their step anymore. People move slower. You know, they're they're unable to be productive. And it could be it things like, you know, extra days taken off, bad backs, or you just know, all not this kind of stuff. being as productive at work because you're moving slower right. so you can get less done, you know, whatever. So many people have heard about all these popular diets and programs, and there are differences among these. So I'm going to go down the list. Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, Nutrisystems. Now, these are branded programs that either have point systems and or special food that you can order or purchase. Beyond those are the diets that you've heard of for years out there in in talk. The South Beach diet, Mm -hmm. the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, the ketogenic diet, even the macrobiotics diet. Now, some of these showing up on list by diet category, which would be crash diets, detox diets, medical diets, low carb, high fat, high carb, low fat, Gosh. And dozens and dozens more. Is there an Esther and Price diet too? Is it? <laughs> Only around the holidays, right? Right. So one thing that I think we need to point out here is the word diet. A lot of people have a different view of that. So I look at the word diet as weight loss, but it is really just what you, uh, you know, a variety of what you consume in your daily diet as well. Right. And so it's what we take in. But many associate the word diet with the restriction of food and or calories. Yeah, yeah. So think about that. I mean, because we toss I mean, that word around the economy, and most of the marketing goes toward those people who hear the word diet and think, oh, I'm on a diet to right. affect some and, change. Yeah. As opposed to the fact that I live in this country and I eat a lot of fish, right. or I live in this country and I use a lot of olive oil. Well, you, you know? hear the studies that say, you know, the American diet consists of too many Right. Um, fast and food products or processed foods. So yeah. it's it's what we consume, but it also is a word for restriction or loss of weight. So as we run through these things, you know, you hear, you hear all these uh, different names. Scarsdale diet wasn't that another one that was out there I for a while? I have never heard of that and, one. And they come and they go. They they pop up into the you know some magazine comes out and they talk about this being the the latest uh, you know holy grail or whatever it is a lot of marketing for some of these they have their prophets Plans. they have their disciples they have you know you're going to run into somebody who says oh i did this thing i did this diet they have their infomercials and whatnot perhaps you've tried one or more with success or with failure perhaps repeated success and failure with something in between well today we're going to be uh, pointing you to a handy resource for checking many of these out it's the U.S. News and World Report Best Diets Rankings. And this report ranks diets by all sorts of criteria, including whether they're good for weight loss, whether they're heart healthy or the easiest to follow. Maybe they're focused on diabetes or maybe it's focused on a plant-based diet and so forth. So this is a great resource for comparing the diets side by side to see what may appeal to you or perhaps what best matches some of your particular medical and physical needs. Now, what we'll cover for you today is the top two to three overall diets and then spend some extra time on a specific diet more and more experts believe may actually help to prevent mental decline. Of course, that's uh, that's important, as particularly this program, with all we've discussed here about uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, uh, you know, people are always wondering, what can you do? What what can you forestall this? Can you take this medication? You know how how can you change the trajectory if you know that there's uh, Alzheimer's yeah. or dementia in your family? We're not doctors here, you know, and we don't have a crystal and, ball on this stuff. 
but there's a general feeling that some of these diets are better nutritively. And And as you hear in the news, in in, in unison with a a whole plethora of other things, whether it be exercise or mental stimulation, social interaction. So we're not saying that just a diet alone. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, too, to to point out when we were talking about that term diet, and and we kicked this around a lot this week as we were working on the show— uh, there's, you know, there's the connotation, as we said, what is the American diet? What is the French diet? What is the Japanese diet and so forth? There's, there's that notion. There's also the fact that a lot of times people think about a diet within a certain period of time. Uh, and, and my question was, well, how long do you have to be on a diet to get credit for it? You know, <laughs> if you're on it for a week, does that count? The credit. <laughs> do you have to be on it for 90 days? Well, if you're if you're pointing it toward a specific goal, like I want to lose 10 pounds, there's your... You can get that answer on a nap. Right. How long you have to be on yes. this miserable yeah. thing. So but we want to point out that a lot of the things on this list are about approaches right. to food for your life. For not, lifestyle. Right. Not for a week and then you open up a bag of chips the following Monday. So right. we're going to get into all of this next. Uh, we're going to talk about the evaluations of these diets in the U.S. News and World Report, best diets rankings. And uh, we'll talk about which diets ranked highest overall and also which ones might be good for your noggin. And we'll also take your calls, 457-1290, when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290, if you'd like to share your thoughts today. So as we said in the opening, millions and billions are spent on diets for lots of reasons. But which ones are really the best overall? Which ones are perhaps better tailored to your specific health needs and situation? And how do they figure all this out? Well, the U.S. News and World Report's uh, best diets rankings, we'll just say this in a word, comprehensive. It's We'll point you toward the website here in a moment, but uh, there really is an incredible a number of ways you can sort this information. We're going to focus really on the top uh, handful that were in the best overall category. And these included, um, well, there's, what is it? There's the the Weight Watchers, but they're not allowed to say that anymore, right? We'll tell you that in a second. That's the, what's it called now? It's just my WW right. program. The Flexitarian Diet, the DASH Diet, the Mediterranean Diet, and we've got one more we'll talk about here. So let's get into the Weight Watchers first, since that's that's one that came in uh, fourth r- overall. ranked fourth overall on the list. So it's a diet obviously still used to shed pounds. It's also focused on inspiring healthy living and improving overall well-being. Now that includes taking a holistic approach to help members just eat healthier and move more. A lot of common sense here. So it is now not called technically Weight Watchers. It's called the new MyWW program, and it was launched late in 2019. And it is supposedly their most customized and flexible program yet. The program does build on smart points, and it assigns every food and beverage a point value based on nutrition, and it leverages details about food preferences and lifestyle to match each member to one of these comprehensive ways to follow their program. Now, the backbone of this entire plan is a multi-model kind of plan. So you can go in person to workshops, you can do online chat, or you can do phone. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's really flexible. 
And one of the great things about Weight Watchers is you eat what you want. There are no foods that are off limits. There's points. So you choose how you want to eat. Um, flexibility to shape your own diet. Now, if you participate, it can be pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay every week when you walk through the door. They weigh you, blah, blah, blah. But it is often deemed a good value depending on which program you choose. And there are a few different ones. So, you know, for anybody who's, who's perhaps been on uh, WW, uh, you know, this they have this point system, right? It, it will guide people toward a, an overall eating, eating pattern, as Gloria had mentioned, that is targeted at lowering calories, saturated fat and sugar, which I think we all know is just not good A lot for of us. it's common sense, yeah. And try to boost protein, where a lot of people don't get enough protein. Uh, there is freedom and flexibility in this, making losing weight easier by leveraging members' food and lifestyle preferences. And, uh, you know, you can get into the whole point system, which is more than we have time for here. But that one came in here ranked at number four. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, who took the bronze, silver, and gold uh, categories um, or, or awards in this year's U.S. News and World Report Best Diets Rankings. But we're also going to spend some time here on something that might uh, really appeal to people who listen to this show a lot or may be caring for someone who's got some kind of cognitive decline. There are diets you can take that are better tailored to that, and we'll get into all of that next, plus your calls when we return. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290. Join in the conversation. There is a line open for you. So have you tried every diet under the sun? Do you scoff at all of them? Are some of them better than others? Are some of them a ton of extra work? We'll get into the details in just a second. But we were talking here during the break about also some of the motivation about why people do or do not do a diet. And it's one thing, like I said before, to get credit because you hit that 10 pounds you wanted to lose. And the thing that was going through my head is these movie stars who you might follow over their career. And then suddenly somebody's put on all this muscle for this role, or they've had to drop all this weight for that role. And you said, well, you know, that's fine if you're getting a multi-million dollar payday, right? You know, you're, you're very motivated to do that kind of thing. But most people are not motivated in general, or, right? Yeah, they're not motiv- Most people, I would tend to say, are not motivated for the thing that is most important. We do not take our health as being the number one reason to maybe lose weight or just focus on our American diet. We want our food fast, fast food. We want it processed because it tastes good. And we want it to be easy to prepare. And we want a lot of it, right? Yeah. Big this, you know value size this, whatever. But even when you think about health, a lot of times people think of health as the absence of pain, you know, or or they take it for granted. They don't necessarily think of it as anything to shepherd or watch out for. They They just say, I don't have cancer. I don't have diabetes. I haven't had a heart attack. I'm healthy. I'm fine. Sure, Just just keep keep going right down those train tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know what your goal is going to be in life and so forth, but if health is important to you, it does matter what goes in that hole at the bottom of your head, right? (laughs) The pie hole that we always talk about. All right. So what are we talking about today? (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about, uh, we just got done talking about the criteria that is used in the U.S. News and World Report best diet rankings and overall their top diet. So we're going to discuss those. We're going to share those with you. 
We'll get to into that and uh, try to get through these as, as quickly as we can. Now, um, there was the ranking of the top, what do we said, two, three, three Handful. or four and so forth. Yeah. There's a tie. And so that messes this up. And there's no formal number three on the list here. But the uh, the next one up is uh, the flexitarian diet. It sounds like something off of Star Wars to me, uh, just the name. But it is the marriage of two words, flexible and vegetarian. The term was coined more than a decade ago uh, because of a book, The Flexitarian Diet. And it uh, you don't here's the thing. You don't have to eliminate meat completely to reap the health benefits associated with vegetarianism. You can be a vegetarian most of the time, but still chow down on a burger or steak when the urge hits. There you go. How, how often is that urge? <laughs> by, <laughs> by eating more plants and less meat, it's suggested that adherence to the diet will not only lose weight, but can improve their overall health, lowering their rate of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and live longer as a result. So how does it work? All right. So first of all, it works I'm going to tell you the pros and the cons. It's flexible, and there's a lot of tasty recipes. There is an emphasis on home cooking, so you can forget about the drive throughs here. Um, now, this diet might be a little tough if you don't like fruits and veggies. So, becoming a flexitarian is about adding five food groups to your diet, mm. not taking any away. Mm, adding. There you mm. go. That sounds good, right? Not taking <laughs> any away. These are... New meat, which is non-meat protein like beans, peas, or eggs, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, dairy, sugar, and spice. Just don't ever call it new meat. That does not sound good. (laughs) (laughs) Meat is meat. (laughs) So this is a diet that you can uh, follow at your own pace. You can jump in and try most of the recipes, stick to the meal plan verbatim for about five weeks, or you can take it slowly and test one of the recipes every once in a while. It's a five-week meal plan, and it provides recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And uh, so that's the, how it goes. There's this three, four, five approach, and gents, you know, hold on to your hats here. You got 300 calories for breakfast, 400 for lunch, and 500 for dinner, with snacks being about 150 calories each. So your total clocks in at 1,500 calories, which many are going to find is pretty lean. Everybody, yeah, would find that lean. We have no idea what we're consuming every day. 1,500 is pretty tight on that. Right. 457-1290, if you got a question, let's uh, make sure I push the right buttons here. Let's welcome Bernie. Yes, Bob. How you doing? How's your diet going? Well, uh, I'm one of these people, and I like the sound of a lot of it, and it's good. And, you know, once they develop the good habits, then they may end up doing what I'm doing is just eat everything in moderation and eat more vegetables than fruit and uh, get some exercise. But these these diets that you're talking about, if people can follow that, it can lead them to the lifestyle that I already lead. Yeah, right. I mean, that's why it's, you know, to call them a diet is, is almost a confusing word. It, yeah, it, you know, yeah. I think it's a lifestyle, and I think it's a good idea to give people uh, information about, you know, in these diets about what they should eat and so forth and do what works for them. And, you know, once they get used to eating better and everything, then, you know, they can, uh, you know, like I say, I've always done that in a way. Uh, without even realizing that there were names for all this. there's, I think people have become conditioned, and many people don't maybe know. You know, fruit does have a lot of calories. So, yes, 
vegetables more than fruit. But a lot of people say, well, I'm eating all this fruit. You well, you still gain weight. You got you have to know things. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Right. You know, I'm I'm tempted to call you know to call one of these the Bernie diet, but in well, this but in this political year, that might be a mistake and very confusing <laughs> to people. Well, I, I don't care. Uh, you know, with with me, since I'm so used to it, the calories take care of themselves anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, thanks and, for and the other thing I incorporate a lot of, and especially as you know, people get older. Sometimes they think they're hungry when they actually should drink more water. Right. Which would fill them up. Or, yeah, take some space down or there. Or move, because sometimes we eat out of boredom. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Move. It's like in the summer, uh, I go out on the patio and I listen to the radio, but I don't have a beverage on the table because I like to run inside to the sink to get my water. Right. Yeah, and that's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So just just food for yeah, pardon the pun. Food, food for, for thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of supersize that. Thank, thanks for checking in, Bernie. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, Bob. Take care. Take care of yourself. You too, Gloria. Thank you. Bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. We're talking about diets here today, and and what are the 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 best ones according to the U.S. News and World Report. And the next one up here, uh, this is also tied for number two, is called the Dash Diet, uh, and this is really uh, one that was. Uh, designed around stopping hypertension. It's promoted by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to do exactly that, to stop or prevent hypertension, high blood pressure. And it emphasizes foods you've always been told to eat, like Gloria said, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean protein, low-fat dairy. Um, You know, they're looking to get high, uh, foods high in blood pressure deflating nutrients like potassium, calcium, protein, and fiber. It also discourages what kind of foods. Let's see, fat, fatty meats, full fat dairy foods, tropical oils, uh, sugar sweetened beverages and sweets. And there's a special note here about sodium, right? Uh, Let's see, it says capping sodium at 2300 milligrams a day and lowering it down to 1500 milligrams. So the DASH diet comes in uh, tied with the flexitarian diet, uh, number two on the list. So number two or number three. So it works this way. It would like you to do make small changes, which would seem most manageable to you. Adding one vegetable or fruit serving to every meal, introducing two or more meat-free meals each week, using herbs and spices to make food tastier without the salt, and it suggests snacking on almonds or pecans instead of, say, a bag of potato chips. And another thing that's easy to do is switch your white flour to whole wheat flour whenever possible. And as Bernie mentioned, take a 15-minute walk. Add some movement in there after lunch or dinner or both. Let's welcome Marie to the program. Marie, welcome to There is a Season. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I wanted to know what your feeling is about um, eating for your blood type. Uh, Just to give you a little background, I am 79 years old, and a little over a year ago, I started on a 95% raw diet. I get three fruits every day and 10 to 12 vegetables every day. I never have indigestion. I never have gas. But when I added a little tiny bit of protein back, like egg and beans and rice, I started having the gas problem again. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can. we can get into uh, your specific situation, but as you dig through this website, and we'll give you the, the web address for this, 
Uh, it's unbelievable. There's You can put in things here about uh, blood type, whether you have diabetes, heart disease, whether it's kosher, low salt, alcohol allowed, plant-based. It goes on and on here in terms of how you can sort this. And again, if you stick around here to the end of the show, we'll be happy to share that with you. Let's take a call here from Craig. Craig, welcome to There's a Season. Hi, good morning. Please, I do have a couple of comments. Fire away. Uh, first of all, let me say I'm a pediatrician. So I deal with the other end of the spectrum from what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple, one thing I would say that would add to the conversation is that um, I tell my patients you cannot out-exercise a bad nutrition plan. Cannot out-exercise uh. a bad nutrition plan. Okay, that's a good thing to think about. Yep. yep. And, and I think that a lot of your listeners are listening to this with the idea of weight reduction. And so just whenever we're looking at a weight reduction, we don't only look at calories in, we look at calories out. And excess of um, healthy eating is still in excess, and you cannot out-exercise it in terms of weight loss. Good thing to keep in mind. No matter, no matter what diet you pick off right. this list, right? No matter what diet you pick. Okay. The other thing I would add, just add to it is concerning um, just fruits and veggies. I tell my kids in the office, if it comes in a box, a bag, a can, or a jar, don't eat it. Right. Box sometimes bag. pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we make sure that we look at, in terms of overall nutrition, we look at hydration. I tell my kids I want them to drink enough water that their urine isn't even yellow anymore. That's, uh, because, because nutrition is not just food, it's also the liquids we drink. Uh, they have to be careful with watching that. Yeah. And teach them how to decode the... Um, labels on things because what people don't realize uh, as handy math facts is that four grams of sugar is one teaspoon. And when we go reading labels and look at things, it's very confusing. What is 20 grams of sugar? Is that a lot or not a lot? Right, right. People are not Four grams is one teaspoon. Then you say, oh, 20 grams of sugar, that's five teaspoons. That, that is a lot after all. Yeah. yeah. And you can start decoding that label a little better. That's a smart, and, that's a smart thing. Right. Yeah, just a few tips I hope to pass and, on to people that might be listening. And we do have beach weight season coming up, so we're all watching this. Yeah, I appreciate I, that input. Thank you. We Thank once, you for your show. Yeah, we once heard a tip, you know, shop on the outer perimeters of a grocery store. Everything in the center probably not a good idea for the waistline. <laughs> Box, so produce bag, jar yeah, or whatever. They, yeah. All that stuff's in the middle. Right, the other, frozen foods. I know who you're talking about here in this advice, but the other <laughs> thing we always heard was eat close to the ground, right? Which right. tends to make you more oriented toward right. vegetables and so forth. So we're talking about this U.S. News and World Report uh, uh, best diets rankings. We want to get into two more here that are really important. One is the one that people believe may have some benefit for uh, cognitive uh, retention and ability. Um, we've talked now here about the uh, Weight Watchers, the WW, the Flexitarian, the DASH diet. And now number one overall is, is the Mediterranean diet. Now, it's generally accepted that the folks in countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea live longer and suffer less than most Americans from cancer and cardiovascular ailments. The not-so-surprising secret is an active lifestyle, weight control, and a diet low in red meat, sugar, and saturated fat, and high in produce, nuts, and other healthful foods. The Mediterranean diet may offer a host of health benefits, including weight loss, heart and brain health, cancer prevention, and diabetes prevention and control. So you can also keep 
that weight off while avoiding chronic disease. Now, there is not a specific Mediterranean diet per se. It's just that Greeks eat differently from Italians who eat differently from the French and Spanish, but they do share many of the same principles. So um, uh, this nonprofit think tank in Boston developed a consumer-friendly Mediterranean diet pyramid that offers guidelines on how to fill your plate and maybe the wine glass the Mediterranean way. So how's that work, Bob? First thing in the diet is wine and lots of, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Careful. The, the diet pyramid um, emphasizes eating fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans, nuts. Here's a word I, I love. I, I don't get to say it any other time of the year. Legumes. I love that. Legumes. Olive oil and flavorful herbs and spices, fish and seafood at least a couple of times a week and poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt in moderation. You're not going to starve, right? While saving sweets and red meat for special occasions. To top it off, a splash of, uh, no, does that say a jug of red wine? No, if it does you say want. a splash, which, which I'm going to point <laughs> out for everybody else who's listening, it means five ounces per right, day. Right, and they say it's obviously not necessary. You can do the diet uh, without that. Right. All right, so when we come back here, we're going to get through this next break here um, quickly. When we come back, we're going to talk about one more diet which we believe and other people believe may have some benefit for people who are concerned about cognitive ability retention. All of that is ahead when we continue. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. Coming up in the next several weeks, some great shows for you. We're going to talk about Physical Therapy 101, the role of faith in America today, careers later in life, and the curse of modern loneliness. So be listening. We're going to finish out here today by telling you about a really important diet. This is called the Mind Diet. Take yes, it away. Yes, and this is the cognitive diet per se. So the Mind Diet does take two proven diets, which we discussed, the DASH and the Mediterranean Diet. And it zeroes in on the foods in each that specifically will affect brain health, which studies have shown may lower your risk of mental decline. The MIND diet, which stands for Mediterranean Dash Intervention for Neurodegenerative Delay, was developed by Martha Morris, who's a nutritional epidemiologist at Rush University Medical Center, through a study funded by the National Institute on Aging. Now, this was published in February 2015. In summary, the study found that the MIND diet lowered Alzheimer's risk by about 35% for people who followed it moderately well and up to 53% for those who adhered to it rigorously. So it blends two proven healthy diets. It may boost brain power. And one thing that it speaks of in here, we talked about a little bit of red wine. They note that a little alcohol consumption seems to be better for the brain than none at all, though you can skip the wine and add 100% grape juice if you do not like wine. So it works by meshing the Mediterranean and the dash and including three servings of whole grains, salad or another vegetable, and um, limiting all processed foods. So there you go. So there you go. The, so the mind diet. So hopeful, you know, for cognitive health. Yeah. Very and, hopeful. And, you know, and they'll do more research on these things in the future. What you may have heard, you know, in the course of 
any of these diets we've talked about today is that there are certain things that are healthier than others, and they mix and they match depending on particular goals. The rankings of where this diet comes in versus that one in terms of its uh, friendliness regarding diabetes or heart disease is not that important. It's really just to kind of focus on the best diets on the list. Right. And, and in this report, one other thing that I think needs to be noted is they will talk about all these other diets that you hear about, paleo, ketogenic, and they then will talk about the safety issues, which are important to point out because some of the diets do have some long-term health risks, though you may lose a lot of weight really fast. So check it out. So if you want to use the site, it is health.usnews.com slash best-diet. Health.usnews.com slash best-diet. And, and you can just Google the U.S. News and World Report's Best Diets 2020. Right. And it Best will Diets come rankings. up. Yep. And everything's here. You can rank them by, by as we said, weight loss, healthy eating, um, you know, commercial plans, uh, gluten-free, high-carb, low-carb, kosher, uh, vegan, uh, low-salt, no membership fee for those that yeah. are more programmatic. It's all here. You can kind of go through this and take a look at your own health situation and make some smart choices um, but here the, here, the Mediterranean, the Dash, the Flexitarian, the Weight Watchers program are all top overall. And, of course, this Mind Diet, which actually came in number five overall. Well, but again, It's because it's a mixture of right. two of the others. All yep. things uh, that are good to think about. So right. check that out. Also, check out our website. Thereisaseasonshow.com. Thereisaseasonshow.com. We'll put this podcast up in a day or so. We'd love to hear your feedback. There's an In Touch tab there, or you can just write to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. As always, love that you're listening and that you're interested in what we do here. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege, it truly is, denied to too many. We're here for each other and we're here for you. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria Shanahan, our terrific producers and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for your time, attention, and interest. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.